On the words of the great Greg Champion, footy's on, footy's here again. Eight hours to go. I have got my watch on. I've just looked at my wrist. Eight hours to go. Till footy's back. It's been a long, well, two months now, boys. Thankfully, if you if you're watching, we're back in the uh, the spiritual home of, of the podcast. They managed to clear the uh, so the samosas, the vindaloo upstairs. <laughs> thanks to the Collies boys, we're back at our spiritual home of Richo Brownie see you and Hummer. Now, Matt, what? because I've got such a heavy schedule around here, and yeah. uh, I mean I'm the face of AFL at sports, but obviously there's so much that I have to do, right? Right. So I've given our man here an opportunity. So he's going to do the pre-game update for Channel 7 on Sunday because oh, I'm really? still doing the Sunday footy show. Then I'm going to go yep. after to do the Triple M game. Prime and time. I'm Prime just time. thinking about his intro there. He spoke about Greg Champion, yeah. the great song, Footy's On, Footy's Here Again. That was good. He told me pre-show <laughs> that he is going to go on Channel 7 the very first time he does it. It's not my first time. With a guitar and he is going to strum the opener and sing <laughs> a bit of Greg Champion live on Channel 7. I like it. Like Do you it. think it'll happen though? I, I don't Ooh. think it'll happen. But Why if, not? But because I just don't think you'll have the courage to. I'm follow literally through. going to pick up a guitar after this. There's podcast. copyright issues. But if you everywhere. do that, you'll Is have it? a big impact. It's good to have a big impact. Correct. Mm. I, and I have to remember. I don't have the profile. It can go two ways. Go wooshka. Can go two ways. It can. I'm going to There's no middle ground. It's either great or it's really really bad. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon he's going to go John Giorgio style. I'm going to. Eight goals in his first game. His first Ooh. game. I reckon you're going to go bang. Never heard of again. Yeah. Hey, exactly. how's the week's been? I've had a great week. I went viral on Twitter uh, this week, which was good for me. Richo, you're on uh, last How many night likes did you get? Over 600 now. Mm. Over 600 That's likes. That's big. Very That's big good. for you. I'm yeah. a social commenter. Uh, you're on the front bar last That's night. That was good fun. Who Do you work out who was calling you? Uh, it was Brendan Favola. The Lush. The Lush? Yeah. Who's going to stop the Lush? I think he was drunk, the Lush. <laughs> We're back in, I think we played 2009, so we had Ben Cousins in for the first time and um, we were coming in to play Richmond, uh, a Carlton round one. And I remember um, the Lush caught up with us and yeah. he, we're talking about, you know, who's going to play on the Lush, who's going to play on Eddie Betts, who's going to play on Judd? He goes, don't worry about Juddy. He goes, who's going to stop the Lush? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he kicked big, eight, I think, too. He Before did. we get to a big thanks again to Callaway, although Brandy mm. and I have just had a dust-up in the studio. Yeah. So can I settle this? Because it's been Callaway with you, Nathan. A couple v, of weeks ago. V, yep. tailor-made with you, Hummer. You think you've got a contact there. Brownie has got one with Callaway. So I'm putting it on the line. I'm sick of the bickering. In the next week, whoever tees up the actual club fitting first is who we're going with. So it's and up the to thing you. that Taylor made is I'm getting a set with Taylor made. I, I made right. sure I looked after all three of us, right. whereas you well, excluded me. Get get us booked. So in, I'm going to get us with Taylor made. Right. See if you can get us booked in, Hummer, because uh, I'm a Callaway man. Well, you won't be because I'm going <laughs> Taylor made. Hey, uh, footy obviously is back. Isolation just about over. Uh, sort of. I mean, it obviously what still is, is basically but the old days of isolations when you couldn't leave your house. But what? I did a lot of puzzles, right? And I promise you, I will never do a puzzle ever again. I will never. I bake some bread. I won't bake a bread. I won't. I won't cook again like I did. Yeah. What isolation hobbies did you know? Because a lot of people picked up hobbies mm. during this period, and they sort of. Uh, and I, I wonder if any of them will actually growing. stink. Yes, <laughs> that was are you, one. Are you going to keep you it? You know what I picked up. You know, when you're in isolation, the only thing you had to look forward to was maybe going for a bit of exercise or a walk. Yep. Or you could go out and get you know takeaway food. So I've taken up, uh, I'm a pork roll, Vietnamese pork roll connoisseur. So much so, I nearly started up an Instagram page for it, right? 
Now think about it, mate. Poor, do you like them or not? I do. Yeah. Very nice. So what are they called? Bin I'm basically, basically a, a, mate, a mate of mine uh, and me have been going around, not not together because we, you weren't allowed to in isolation. No, nope. but oh, every like every pork <laughs> maybe we did <laughs> every pork roll place in Melbourne, and we're basically rating them, you know, out of ten. Yep. So who is this, mate? My mate Sean Richards. So what we're saying is, at the moment, Sean. Footscray has the best. Vietnamese pork rolls in Melbourne, closely followed by Springvale. What about Victoria Street? Victoria Street's third. Oh, yeah. what about Kenny's? Kenny's, <laughs> not bad. What did you take up? Well, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a massive talker, so no, sometimes not, no. uh, I go a bit mute. So I thought, well, I'm going to be here in isolation, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk a lot more. I'm going to come up with com- it, conversations. Yeah. I'm going to come up with, uh, you know, talk about political problems, all oh, that sort dear. of stuff with my wife and. She turned around one night and she said, would you just shut up? She goes, I liked it better when you didn't talk. <laughs> so you're back that's, to your old ways? Well, back to my old ways. Because you, you tell a story. <laughs> the Triple M boys, when you go out with them, their wives all get on the text message beforehand to make sure they don't get sat next to you. Is that that's correct? right. It's not a great conversational piece <laughs> if you're next to me. Hey, Jack Stephen cleared to play. He's not selected. So he should be. That was a nonsense right from the start. I mean, yep. why do we have to take the law into our own hands around footy clubs? And I thought Geelong handled it beautifully. Clearly they knew what had actually happened. Um, and for the media and, and other clubs to get involved in it was an absolute nonsense. He's now been cleared, the AFL Integrity Department, Victoria Police, and it should well, have Victoria been... Well, Victoria Police, that was wrong. They no, are still investigating. No, it's they're not closed. Not. No, he's been cleared. No, he hasn't. He has. He didn't do anything wrong, though. He got, he got stabbed. Yeah, but the, the Victoria Police are still investigating, but he's not selected. Is he? Well, he's probably, they're probably worried about his conditioning, but that was a nonsense from the start, all that stuff. Two players that are uh, resuming their careers this round, Harley Bennell and Jack Higgins, which are both incredible stories, very different stories. Mm. Yep. But incredible nonetheless. Are you, I want Harley Bennell to do well. I really yeah. want him to do well. He's, he's a you, talented individual. Nathan, his second year of AFL footy had 521 disposals. Yep. had two games where he had over 35 mm. and three-plus goals. How, how highly did you rate him? Massive. And, and the use of the footy, how fast he is, his decision-making. Yeah. Obviously, he's lost his way a bit, injuries. It's a lonely time when you're an AFL footballer and you're not with the main group. Rehab, so, and horrible. he's obviously moved around a little bit from club to club. So, look, I hope Harley Benel does well. I think Jack Higgins is going to do well because yeah. he's such a wonderful young man. He's yeah. got over that terrible uh, injury he had. But uh, for me, Harley Benel, I'd love to see him carve it up in round one. Just a shame you had to go to Melbourne. You know what it is? It's positivity. We've had so much negativity yeah, yeah. around. I, I saw Harley Bennell a couple of times over summer and he was always positive when I saw him and I thought for a guy who's been through yeah. what you've been through, that's a really good He's trait. well spoken as he well. Is. A really well spoken guy. It's the same with Jack Higgins. I uh, just want to touch on this quickly. Hummer, he didn't, this is serious. He didn't know if he was going to be able to walk again when he went into that brain really? surgery. Yeah, so 364 days later, he's playing tonight. How good's that? Uh, I was a young Hawthorne supporter, and I loved Jono Hay. absolutely loved him. And then towards the tail end of his career, he, he obviously... He was he, all Australian, he ta- huh? Yeah, he was. Mm. He, he tailed off. You could, you could tell that there was stuff, and there was always a few rumours going around. But back then, I don't think footy reporting wasn't as intrusive as it is now, so they didn't sort of scrape mm. uh, any further below the service than they would have today. But he has come out and... This is—I don't think I've ever seen this in footy or even in sport. He's apologised to a footy club for getting drafted to, for, or for getting traded to them. He's come out and said sorry. I think he just felt like he probably knew he wasn't in the mindset to go and play good footy there, um, and what he was going through. And obviously, he went there, took the money, play wasn't great there, but. I, I, it concerns me the amount of people who jump on the back of this. I mean, Kane Corns, who I work with. 
went to town on it on the AFL again. The fact that Brock McLean's come out. How many drug takers can we allow? We need to change the system. But you know what? Society is full of different people, and I think the AFL industry is doing pretty well. When there's some highlighted cases because we're at the top of the tree. Ben Cousins, obviously Brock McLean comes out, Jonathan Hay. So we are right at the top. So everybody's interested in it. In terms of society and how many other people have got these sort of problems, I think we're doing okay. It's just that we want to highlight mm. the really bad ones all the time. And uh, well done for Johnny Hay for coming out and saying that. Yeah, I'm with you with the, the drugs policy. I mean, it's going to happen. They're at the demographic, the age group of the AFL players says that there are going to be yeah. there are going to be players that go out and take illicit drugs. They shouldn't be. Uh, but they do. But if you look at the broader community... They're certainly not it, over-indexing it's, in AFL. It's, it's no, drug the broader community, it's a huge problem out there. So you can't put your head in the sand and don't think it's going to happen with AFL players. But they're not worse than anyone else in general no. society. And the AFL set it up not to catch anybody. I think they set it up to educate people yep. because we didn't want to name and shame but, if somebody did have a problem. Clearly, Johnny Hay does have that, a problem or did have a problem, slipped through the clack, cracks, but at least it didn't get highlighted at when he was at his lowest point mm. by being caught the, by the drug testers. The whole, the whole idea around a zero tolerance with illicit drugs in AFL, seriously... Uh, do you want an 18-year-old kid to go out with his mates from school just because he's been drafted? He makes a mistake and then have his whole career yeah. ruined? No, we can't have that. Uh, you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you kick a very famous goal against John O'Hay? Uh, the one where you took oh, you the fell over. and you fell over and then you got tackled around the point? Hard to remember all your goals. Um. <laughs> you remember that. was the one where eight people you were trying to get the handle one. off you. remember you took the bounce and then you yeah, spilled it? When you've kicked 800, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Are you both teammates? Did you two have a punch on? You've been close in here. Uh, we well, had a couple of disagreements. We nearly had a punch on in South a car in Los, Los Angeles. What about on the field? No, not on the field. Did you have any? I've seen did him you at have, training. Did you see him at training? Yeah. We had some arguments though. Like he'd abuse me, I'd abuse him back, and then we'd stand in the goal screen and then we'd have a giggle about yeah. it. But you can't expect guys to go out and train full bore against each other, full contact training, and not have a few dust ups here and there. Because we, of course, speak of Cole Hardigan and Billy Frampton, who had through. There was some, there was some yeah. actual cut lunches thrown at Adelaide yeah. training. You know, they would have had packing. a laugh after. You'd like to see everyone's come out. Pretty much every coach, every coach they've asked, ex-player, anyone in the media, they said we, you like to see that at your footy club. Well, it shows how competitive they are, and I think it shows. I, th- I honestly do think it shows that you care about your performance mm. and how you're going. Well, Late nineties, late nineties at the Bulldogs, it was all about that. Plough used to have um, the, the haves and the have-nots, so the first up against the seconds, and it caused yep. all sorts of problems. And I remember at training one day, I kicked the footy, and as you know, Matt, I was an amazing kick, and Jose Ramiro, it was just a, a, a lane drill, yep. Jose Ramiro didn't jump, so he could have marked it quite easy, and just looked at me, and it slid over his head. It was like he didn't want it, and I, he got to the back of the line, I said, what was that? And he goes, well, it should have been lower. And I said, lift your arms up, mate. And I think he was trying to make a point. And he must have been in a bad mood. And he said, you know, oh, who do you think you are? You're some sort of young hero. I was probably 20 at that stage, yeah. probably thought well, I you were. was you getting did. ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, and then he started to do this. He it's pushed me on. and he goes, why don't you hit me right there? And he did it a couple of times and then I whacked him. And then he started eye gouging me on the ground, wrestling, and then plough, standing about five metres away, just stood there, let us do the whole thing. Nobody interjected. And then he said, okay, you boys. Go and run three, four hundred. You want to do that sort of 
out here, you got three, four hundreds to run, and I was at least two hundred metres behind every one of them. <laughs> of course, not condoning violence here, but you're going to be competitive at training. You are as simple as that. They reckon Kevin Sheedy back in the day at Richmond, if he felt threatened by anyone taking his position, he, <laughs> he, just went, he would ju- <laughs> not, not just at training in the one-on-one stuff. He would go even harder at that player because he was protecting his position. <sighs> we didn't have a stinger last week. The Collies boys ruined for us. We were off site. We didn't have the stinger, but yes. let's get our favourite stinger back. And it's doing my f***ing head in. Ooh, he's actually... You, you can happy. tell when you're... Yeah. when you're, You've got different ranges yeah. of how angry you are. And yeah. sometimes you get this look in your eye when you're talking about what you're going to talk about in yeah. this segment, and you can tell that you're really fired well, this, up today. This <laughs> has really done my head in over this whole isolation period. I should be happy, shouldn't I? You know, footy's back, Jack Higgins is back, Harley Bunnell's back. But over isolation, you know, I found the shopping trolleys. That did yep. my head in. You know, so I've just been noticing things. You're still sending daily photos of shopping trolleys as well. I so have. it's really it, just simmering. I just don't get it. We know that. So obviously, Nathan, as we've, we've talked about before, we've all done a lot of walking, uh, a lot of exercise over this period. As mm-hmm. I've said, I've had my daughter out in the pram. We have walked every street of our, our suburb in, uh, in Northcote and Thornbury up there. We've walked every single street. But one thing that I've noticed over this time is there are a lot of irresponsible dog owners out there, okay? And what I mean when I say irresponsible dog owners is they don't pick up after their dog, no. which is an absolute no. disgrace. So the other day I'm out walking <laughs> quite early in the morning doing some exercise. I got up, I had a, night, a good, uh, a good uh, iPod uh, with me and I'm listening to some, uh, some good beats oh, on well, there. Yeah. Well, and, uh, what genre? Hey, Run the Jewels, new album actually, oh. so that, that was going well. So I'm walking along, I'm enjoying my walk and then I just felt something under my left foot. And it was, it no. was soft. A landmine. <laughs> and it a was fresh, mine. right? And it was an Alsatian because it was massive. <laughs> now, <laughs> on the grass or on the concrete? No, on the on the middle of the footpath, right? And I, oh, that's a you bit probably rude. should have seen that. No, I just said it was early in the morning, Hummer, yeah. right? And it, regardless of if I had seen it, it shouldn't no, happen. I agree. It shouldn't happen. So I, had I didn't to, do it. So I went home and obviously I've tried to clean up my sneakers. Mind you, they were two weeks old, brand oh, new Nike nice. sneakers, okay? And it was horrific. The smell of it was horrific. <laughs> now, I put these things through the washing I'll machine. I'll ask you a question first. Yeah, just wait. Is Nike still sending you freebies? Yes, they are. Okay, so, okay. Well, that so I'll get another pair. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is I've washed these things three times, right? Do you think I can get the smell out of them? No. No. <laughs> no. That sometimes it's, so, just, it's ingrained in the rubber now. So they're gone. They're gone, right? If that wasn't bad enough, I've got my daughter in the pram the other day and we're having a good time. I'm talking to Zoe. We're laughing. We're bonding. And again, I felt a little bump under the oh, wheel no. of the pram and another one, right? <laughs> <laughs> another one. So we've had to turn around and go home. I've now had to order a new wheel for the pram. New- oh, come oh, on. Man. Come on. Get the hose no. Get a yeah, cartridge and hose it down. I've done that. Do you think I can get it all the little grooves? Do you think I can get it all out? I can't take the pram inside on the carpet. Not good enough. I reckon you're not cleaning hard enough. Not good uh, enough. You, come on, do you, you have a dog hummer? I do. Do you like clean Arthur. up 100% uh, 100%. of the time? 100%. It's, it's disgraceful if you're not. Well done. It's do selfish. You? I have a dog, yes. Do you clean up 100% of the time? 
I wouldn't say 100% You're a oh, disgrace. Who, now, Are you surprised? Matt, now, Are you surprised? Clearly, I find it strange that it's on the concrete. Well, I mean, if my dog was going to... I'd Just drag it onto the, the question. Grass. This is my what, segment. You, drag the do- you can't drag the, the dog big poo. Yes, you can, onto the grass. No. Yes or no, Nathan. RSPCA All I want is a yes or no you, answer. Do you clean up 100% of the time? Not 100% of the time. Well, you're I can't. A, that you're is a, a disgrace. disgrace. Why, what makes you think you... I'll go for a run early in the morning about 5.45. I don't want his excuse. That's my set done. You're a disgrace. You're a disgrace. It is with great honour For the first time in two and a half months We talk about the odds Now we're not going to look at Geelong Hawthorne We're not going to look at uh, tonight's game Thursday night We're going to go straight to Hawthorne Geelong Friday night Brownie, you're with the Hawks Richo, you the Cats Yeah, I'm with the Cats And it's purely the the whole playing down at Geelong factor All their home games at Geelong You're ignoring Hawthorne's form down there 2005 Exactly Well, you just answered your question, Hump Their record the last 50 games, Nate 42-8 at Geelong uh, at the MCG over the same period, they're 21 and 20. So it just shows how big it is, I think, Geelong by three or four goals. It's an impressive record. Um, and we tend to think that Geelong might be on the slide, but they were up against the Tigers at half time of the prelim last year. Hawthorne really impressed me around one. Uh, mm. Wingard through the middle, Mitchell back nine clearances. You've got Warple in there, O'Meara. I like the fact that they've got some good pace on the edges got with Smith good, good and Scully. Too, I like big boy McAvoy at centre-half back. And I just think that Hawthorne, at the odds they are, I, I like the line, nine and a half. I'm going to give them a head start. I do like Hawthorne, but I'm happy to take the line at nine and a half. $2.35 Hawthorne, $1.60 Geelong, the line nine and a half. Port Adelaide, Adelaide, Port backed off the absolute map. 85% of the cash. That's a big crack, Richo. $1.42, yeah. Adelaide $2.90. No one giving the Crows a snowball's chance in hell. No, I lost too much experience and I just can't see them beating Port Adelaide. I think Port, you know, if ever they're going to challenge for the top four, it's this year. So I think Adelaide could potentially be bottom four. So Port Adelaide, not easily because it's a showdown and they're normally close, but I think Port... Best of the round, Port Adelaide. I think they can. I reckon they can push for top four this year. That's how bullish I am on Port. Well, you can take the dollar ninety with the fifteen point handicap if you just want a little bit of value. And then a game that I just think is going to be okay: Brisbane Fremantle. Brisbane a dollar thirty three. Freo three thirty six. I'm not certain on Brisbane at that uh, price. No, I am. I am. The Gabba, they only lost one game there last year against Richmond. They were in, atrocious nah, round one. In a qualifi- it was at the MCG and it was dead rub. That Sunday afternoon, people knew that footy was going to be suspended for a few months. Uh, at the Gabba, uh, Brisbane, I think they'll still be a good team this year. And we... Free are unknown to me. How are they going to play under Longmuir? So Brisbane quite easily. Yeah, Brisbane for me. Uh, it was trending last week. This segment was so popular. 650 nominations. Of course, we speak of the long sleeve team of the century because there's just always a little bit of a cult hero status about mm. those that so wear you the long update sleeve. The or the, or the, the coward sleeve, as we like to call it in here. Or well, you do. No, we so all do. Did you ever wear the coward sleeve at any stage? It, well, I did when I was young in Tassie because. No, what about, if, not, not in AFL, AFL no. Did you? Not in AFL. In you 1997, have. I wore it once, yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, last week we announced the full-back line of Brad Hardy, Sten Silvani, and with some controversy, Damien Hardwick, because I, I didn't know that Dimmer was known for a, as a long sleeper. I've had it confirmed from Dimmer. But, so this week we're going the half-back line. So, so did you have a chat to Dimmer about it, did you? Did you go up during the week in Richmond just leading into round one? Like, Dimmer, 
Just wanted to ask you a question. Don't, did you used to wear long sleeves a lot? Don't be jealous because did you? Don't be you jealous and Dimmer that, that I can establish in a relationship yeah. with a coach. No. Are you and Dimmer that tight? We're not that tight. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who we got here? Half back. Well, we're doing the half back now. We've got some suggestions that have come through. Michael right. Tuck's come through a few times, which I think we've got a better position for no, Michael Tuck, Tuck to be, be honest. Uh, Jimmy Bartell has come in off the back line. Jasper no. Pittard, James Hurd, Daryl White, yeah. uh, Matthew Lappin. Daniel Wells, Paul Seedman. I mean, Trevor I could go but Trevor, Trevor Barker's Barker's a long I think Matty Lappin played most of his career at half forward or half back, but yeah. he was probably a better half back flanker. So, yeah. um, and maybe on the other side, you've got another Carlton player, Ange Christou, yeah. who Ange was, was a genuine half back flanker. But we've, I'm the chairman of selectors. You is are. Is that right? You are. So, I've, so we have decided, okay? So, with a lot well, of. You have decided. Well, Jasper? N- no. No, I might put Jasper on the bench. So I've gone with on a halfback flank. This is not a democracy, Nathan. Kate Clearly. Simpson. It's the opposite. Over 300 oh, games. Yeah. Surely courageous. Fair enough to still playing. Lock him in. Centre halfback, a Hall of Famer, Paul Roos. Roosie wore the long sleeve a lot for Fitzroy and uh, and for Sydney. I'm not going to lie. I, Paul Roos. Mm. Did like your dimmer one. Hasn't come across my. Do you want me to ring Roosie? Catch up with Roosie this week. Hey, Paul. Well, I lived around the corner from him in Elwood, so yeah, I'll ring Roosie. Um, and Pick on the that other, name up off the floor, Brownie. Now, this is one that you can't debate. Mark Bays on a halfback flank, Sydney Swans. Hummer can't remember him, but yes, I'll agree with you. I remember, remember Mark Bays. What number was he? Two. <laughs> <laughs> so the halfback line is Simpson, Roos, Bays. All right, so well then announcing from the back line, Stephen Silvani at fullback, Brad Hardy and Damien Harwick in the back pockets. Paul Ruse again with some controversy at half back with this Bay fella. What was his Mark name? Bates. Mark Bay. Mark Bay. And Kate Simpson goes here. Next week, we are doing the centre line, Brownie. We haven't got much from Brownie this week. Well, he's just been a bit quiet, which normally means that he's just he's stewing on something. And he asked me, he said, just give me a segment. Don't write anything down. Just say it's Brownie's secret segment and let me do the rest. What is it? I'm concerned about the changes coming over this man here. Well, um, Richo. Since he's moved out to Northcote. I mean, we were very, very tight back in the day. Because you were both together. Batman together. and Robin kicked a lot of goals. And all <laughs> Batman of a sudden, and Robin, no one just, he's over in Northcote. You. No one knows you as Batman. I've, I've asked every person, when did this Batman and Robin thing yes, exist? Shut up, pup. Anyway, so all of a sudden you got the moustache for no apparent reason. Uh, and it's raised some eyebrows amongst Isolation. some of our Ooh. friends and former teammates. They're worried about the direction <laughs> Matt's heading in since he's moved <laughs> over to Northcote. Now, he does live on the north side, as I've said, then when people move over there, I tend to feel like they just feel like they're a little bit elevated above the rest of society. Yep. Would you agree with that? 100%. Absolutely. Now, Don't like polluting and eating meat. And I think he's grown this moustache to try and fit in <laughs> over there in this progressive society because he, he still stands six foot six. So he, he does stick out like a bit of a sore thumb over that side of town. And I mean, you can still smell the Tunnel Nightclub on him. You can still smell the Depot, the Barclay, and dare I say it, Reva down in St oh. Kilda. That sort of stuff doesn't wash off. It doesn't wash off easy, Matt. So that's why you're trying to change. So this is what he's done to fit in more. His dress sense. The Richo I knew had no problems wearing jeans, a vintage rock tee a flannel, and maybe a truck out to the pub. Yeah, now all I see is neat pants, neat shirts, neat bomber jackets, and dare I say it, oh, a neat Lacoste polo. He's a very, polo. very neat man <laughs> over I'm, in Northcote. Now, ah, this is my segment. He's furious. And when we used to go to the pub, we'd order a palm or a chip's 
pot of Carlton Draft. Now when he goes over there, it's a variety of craft beer or <laughs> smashed <laughs> avocado with oh, a, a side right. of quinoa. That's <laughs> where he goes at the moment. And even the that's music's bad. different, huh? Even the music's different. This man used to be Metallica, yep. Motorhead, um, all sorts of heavy metal, Iron Maiden. The now Barna. it's a fair bit. Since he's gone over to Northcote, that side, they listen to a lot of something oh, for Kate over <laughs> there and some Tame Impala over that side of town. And the clincher, the clincher, hum, uh, is any resemblance of who he was. I used to pick him up for training sometimes and I had a coffee for him ready. And it used to be a long black, similar to what Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck did in Goodwill Hunting back in the day. But uh, the, the oh, coffee no. these days is your arm and piccolo, <laughs> and half strength. Oh. And this is what's happened since he moved over to Northcote. Okay. He has become <laughs> a shell of his former self. That, that is complete nonsense. Oh. Okay, and I, just to knock that completely on the head, <laughs> what Nathan's forgetting is I lived in Fitzroy and Carlton for the first 10 years of my life here in Melbourne. Then I moved down to the Bayside, and now I've moved back, Nathan. Just absolute garbage. <laughs> well, before we lost the footy and the local footy, we said we were going to put a multi on each week, and then we were going to contribute it to a, a, a local footy club that's struggling their footy trip. Now, footy trip's probably not going ahead this year, but there will be some local footy clubs need the money more than that, ever, yeah, that, are, that are struggling. So we'll announce later in the season how you can win this. But what we are going to do is we're going to put a $20 multi on each week, and we're going to try and find some value each week, put that on, and then whatever's left at the week, we'll put it in a nice big jar and we'll go to one footy club in need. Now, I'm going to put the Hawks at $2.35 to beat the Cats this week. I'm going to take Dan Hanabry to get more than 20 disposals, $1.72, flying at the end of last year, flew in round one, and the practice match last week they had, it was racking them up. So 20 disposals, Dan Hanabry. Yeah, the showdown Saturday night in Adelaide. Tex Walker, the most goals in showdown history, 45 goals. Always plays well in these games, always kicks goals. So I'm going to go Tex to kick three or ooh, more goals. Ooh, what's that? He's paying 650, which means our multi's paying 26.27, 20 smackers on that, $525. Right. That would yeah, kick like us all up. right. Hey, before we go, and again, thanks a big, a big thanks to Callaway or Taylor May. Whoever gets really in sure. first, book it in, boys. Callaway. Well, then, we'll Come book on. it in. Hypothetical. Hypotheticals. Now we, we had some fun with this. I've got uh, I've got three. Right this on. one, a footy one, and a couple of uh, fun ones. Uh, now, if you could have won a premiership together in front of a hundred thousand people by a point at the G in two thousand and five, so say you didn't break your leg against the Pies, they were calling it the greatest grand final in history. You both kick six. Richo, you kick one from fifty out in the pocket with eight seconds to go. You've, the, the Tigers have won. Swan Street We've explodes. Won You've won a flag, yeah. but. You could never have worked in the media post footy, so you could, you would have had to go get a job as an account manager selling tiles or something. Would you have taken it? I would. I would take the flag. Take yeah. the premiership every really? day. Of the week. Yep. Every day. That's of the what week. you play for, huh? That's why you sweat it out around the tan and get up at five thirty and go and jump in the bay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. That's not even a. You no. Know, really? It's a silly one. So I thought it was going. Yeah. I still want these media jobs, though. Mm. Don't you? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Don't be selling plasterboard to building sites. Okay. Would you prefer to spend an entire year? Now, you cannot take this off at all. Not to sleep, not to go out, but you can still use it in your job. Right. You can dress head to toe in ski gear or just footy shorts. For the whole year? Yep. <sighs> ski gear. I'd go the I'd go the oh, footy shorts on this. Ski yeah, I'd go footy shorts. Yeah. Ski gear would be so hot in summer. Mm. You'd die. Nathan so the, the opposite in winter. Nathan uh, needs to just get around the tan before he puts the footy <laughs> shorts on. <laughs> All right, last one. 
You so every time you go out for a beer, any slab you ever buy, every time you go to a restaurant, pub, you never, ever, ever have to buy a beer for the rest of your life. Not yep, once. Right. But you can only ever drink James Bogues. No, no other beer, no other wine, nothing but James Bogues for the rest of your life. Every day of the week, I take the James Bogues. Would you? But you can't have wine. Absolutely. You can't have. You can't have Hugo's Grenache. What's the option? What's the other option? Not do it. I'll take the James Bogues. James Bogues. Would you? Well, it's not and You again, can't ever have wine ever again. You can't have a cocktail. Again. You can't have a Pinot from, from Hugo's. What a great beer, James Bogues. Are you a sponsor? He's an ambassador. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought you were ambassador for Furphy. I'm from the northwest coast of Tasmania. <laughs> that is Bogues heartland. Jeez. <laughs> They weren't that great. <laughs> no, they were awful. Work on them a bit harder next week. All right, thank you. Uh, keep the uh, the reviews coming in. There were some very nice ones. I did promise some merch. I'll be will honest, get them though, to we you. don't want to be... F- no, be honest. And then d- send me... Find me on, on uh, Instagram. Richie Hum is my tag. I wouldn't I be sure. want to get new followers. <laughs> no, I'm sending out merch. Uh, th- please leave us a nice comment, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, but as always, gamble responsibly.